Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Date Me a Podcast for me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could take me to Disney and push me out of a ride. I don't know the rides at Disney, but you could push me out of a ride at Disney and I would dust myself off and be like, hey, wait for me. Uh, don't you love me? Okay, my guest today is a Chicago-based drag king. They were the winner of the Drag Queen of the Year pageant in 2021. It's Tenderoni! Hi! Hi, 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 hi. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh my God, thank you for having me. I'm like so obsessed with this podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I like doing it. Okay, Tenderoni, I have a question. I mean, it's probably a question you get asked often, but how did you come up with the name Tenderoni? So Tenderoni was actually my graffiti name before my drag name. Oh. (laughs) So back in the day, I was a little graffiti artist, and that was my artist name. And Tenderoni comes from two songs that are close to my heart, Bobby Brown, Roni, and Michael Jackson, (laughs) (laughs) PYT. And a Roni, you know, Roni is just a young thing that, like, is fly and sexy and has a penchant for older women. And that is also me. So I'm a Tenderoni. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's kind of a blend of that. A lot of people think it's food related, but they just don't get the references. (laughs) I thought it might have been food related, but now I get the references. And you're into older women? Oh, yeah. What is it about an older woman? 
I don't know. I just love to be bossed around. <laughs> I love older women. It's like I'm a um, what do you say? A granny chaser. <laughs> a granny chaser. No, I love you know. I just love women who like they age like fine wine. I love people who are assertive. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, my number one is Michelle Visage. Don't tell her, but. <laughs> <laughs> But that's my like holy grail. I'm like, yes, Diva. <laughs> okay. I like that. I I mean, why not go for an older person? Like, I, hopefully they have their shit together. Uh, they've lived a little. They've experienced things. And hopefully they know what they want. Exactly. So I'm into it. Um, but also, I have never heard the term granny chaser. And I fully fucking love that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, my girlfriend that I'm with right now, she's nine years older than me. So mm-hmm. <laughs> she's okay. already coming. She she likes the term, like I say it to her. <laughs> <laughs> mm, good morning, your granny chasers here with some coffee. <laughs> I love it. That's so funny. How did you guys meet? How'd you meet your girlfriend? Uh, so it was actually kind of a scandal. <laughs> my girlfriend, uh, we've been together for 12 years, so that's like, <sighs> damn, that's a long ass time. <laughs> long, long, long time. Um, she was actually my boss <laughs> at a shoe. We used to work at a shoe store in Boston and we're not going to name the brand. Um, but we, she was, I was a sales associate and she was my manager mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, like, I mean, I was working retail and like, when I work retail, like, you know, after shift ends, we all go out to a bar, like we go out drinking, like we were having fun and she was coming with us. And then we started going to the gay club. I'm like, okay, Diva, you want to go to the gay club with us? <laughs> so we went to the gay club and things, <laughs> things just kept happening. And then uh, after a while, she wasn't my boss anymore. So... <laughs> Okay, she was a different kind of boss, if you know what I mean. Yeah, she was a different kind of boss. (laughs) So, is it true what they say, that uh, women tend to move faster, and they're like, I love you, almost immediately, and then they like, what is the joke? It's like they bring a U-Haul after the first date or whatever. Do you find that to be true? (laughs) Yes and no. I don't, like... (sighs) It's weird. It's a, it's a it's a weird trope. They're like, yeah, you haul lesbians, which is very <laughs> um, you like you take a exactly what you're saying. You take a you haul to the second date, but I just feel like, I mean, for me, women just know what they want and they're direct. So yeah, if we, so it's like if this is what we want to do, this is what we're gonna do. It's weird because it's it's less mind games than a man, but also more mind games because it's a woman. I don't know how to mm. explain that, but if you know, you know it. <laughs> I feel like I understand that. It's like maybe with a man, you don't understand the mind games because you're like, what the fuck? And then with a woman, it's like, I think I see what you're doing and I raise you this. Exactly. It's very much like, it's more intellectual <laughs> type of mind ah. game. <laughs> My podcast has a lot of gay men who listen to it, and I hope they saw that read. It was a fucking read. That was very funny. Insert snake noise. It's intellectual between women. Y'all dudes are fucking dumb. Um, Did you, uh, what a boring question, but like, have you always been out? Did you come out? Uh, Did you date men before? How, tell me about how we got to Tenderoni of today. 
Yeah, so like I did not come out until I was like 20 years old. <laughs> so mm. I was kind of a late bloomer, but my mom was always like, I know you're a gay since you were younger. <laughs> um, I was just like, I don't know. I guess I was I was a weirdo when I was younger. I was like a Michael Jackson impersonator. I was in I was in wait. <laughs> When I you was, were younger, you were like a Michael Jackson impersonator. Yeah. This is delightful. So like as a child. <laughs> yes, I was obsessed with Michael Jackson. Like 14, I used to wear like a, a sparkly glove. I used to like wear my, I had an airbrush jacket with a thriller on the back. And this is like 1984. This is like 2002. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I was very weird. I was like the Michael Jackson girl in my high school. I would like, <laughs> perf- I would perform. I would perform in the cafeteria at lunch, like doing Michael Jackson dancing. <laughs> really? I'm from Western Massachusetts, so my high school is very black and Puerto Rican. That's like the demographic of my hometown. Uh-huh. So everyone loved it <laughs> because they're like, no, Michael. I was like, Michael Jackson girl. <laughs> But in my head, I was like, I have all these weird things about me. Like, I'm an artist. And I was like, in my heart, I knew I was gay. But I was like, I don't want to put another, like, thing on me. Yeah, you're already Michael Jackson, girl. You don't want to be the gay Michael Jackson, girl. But I was also like, I knew I was gay. But I was like, let me test the playing field. So I definitely had lots of boyfriends in high school, too. Mm-hmm. So I, I love this. That you're like, I'm weird. I was the Michael Jackson girl in high school. I would perform at lunch, give them a free show. But also you were slaying dick. So like, seems as such you were very popular in high school. I had lots of boyfriends. I was like, why not try it out, test it out, you know, see what's going on. I did. I went to a trade school. So, you know, I was pulling trade. I mean, that got me good. What was the trade? Yeah, what was the trade like at your school? No, I'm kidding. What trade school did you go to? I went to Putnam Vocational Technical High School in Springfield, Massachusetts. It's a long name, but I went to that trade school and like basically half of the year was academics and then the other half is like whatever trade you chose. What was the trade that you chose? Graphic design, like a good gay. (laughs) But back then it was called commercial art. <laughs> commercial art you know graphic design really jazzed it up like it just seems a little bit more professional or whatever i feel like everybody should go to a trade school we did academics if you want to call it that all year round and i learned nothing yeah, i should have but- learned how to do anything that was good like learn teach me how to do my fucking taxes i don't understand the school system here but you know what it did kind of bite me in the ass because then as soon as i went to college i was like yes i went to art school i was like Oh, I'm, I love it. And then when I had to write my first paper, I was like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to write a paper. <laughs> I mean, I still don't know how to write a paper. And I'm certain that I wrote some. Like citing your sources and like, a what is it? Like a bibliography oh, or whatever. No. I, I was like, when do you ever need that? I don't know. I was just like. <laughs> yeah. As an adult, nobody has ever asked for my bibliography. It's so extra. It truly is. Um, Okay. So your mom knew you were gay, so that wasn't a surprise. So yeah, oh, yeah. Is your parents, your mom is supportive uh, that you're a drag king? My family is 100% supportive. Like, my my mom had me really young. She had me when she was 19. My dad was 21. And my mom came, my mom came from super Catholic 
family and my dad came from a Jehovah's Witness family. So basically they were like teenagers, like fucking <laughs> they had <laughs> they had me and they're like, we don't we're not putting any like religion on you or any rules on you. You can do whatever you want. So I got very lucky <laughs> that my parents are very chill and laid back because they had like these two extremes growing up mm-hmm. that they're like, you can just we're just going to let you thrive and do what you want. <laughs> That's honestly nice and very lucky. So very, very lucky. (laughs) Tell me how you became a drag king. I feel like there's a ton of kings and they don't get the like exposure that drag queens get. And then you have a lot of like, you know, I guess they're called bio queens, which sounds insane to me. I think a lady drag queen is just a drag queen. But um, you see a lot of that, but you don't see a lot of drag kings. And yeah, I wonder why. So what 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 pulled you to the masculine side of uh drag? I don't know. I feel like when so when I was growing up, I was always obsessed with drag. I always tell my mom like the first person I was in love with was like John Logazamo and Tu Wong Fu. <laughs> like that was the first woman I ever fell in love with. That's fucking funny. <laughs> and I'm like that's when I knew. I was like that's it. That's it for me. And then I was always like obsessed with Tu Wong Fu, you know, Pr- Birdcage, Priscilla Queen of the Desert, and I was just like I want like I want to be in this. Like I want to do this, but I you I was never exposed to a drag king. I was just like, this looks fun. I want to do it. But it's always like very, back then it was very black and white. Like boy goes into girl. Like there's not like a, it's a a cast of characters, but drag queens were always this into that. And then growing up, I was just like, you know what? I mean, I'm going to go out. I'm going to have fun. And I did my little Michael Jackson dabbling. So I always had like my little performer Mm -hmm. (laughs) inside of me. And it wasn't until I moved to Chicago. I moved to Chicago almost eight years ago now. And I was exposed to the drag scene here where I was like, whoa, there's a whole other side of drag that I've never seen. There's club kids here. There's burlesque here. There is insane pageantry like Miss Continental hosted here. Like there's so there's such a rich history of drag that I was exposed to like right off the bat. I was like, oh, shit, like there's so much stuff happening. So then when I came here, I saw my first ever drag king in person. His name is Dusty Balls. Balls. (laughs) Ooh, that's a good name. Dusty Balls. When I saw that, I was like, wait, I was like, maybe I can do this. (laughs) Because I was always on the sidelines like, yes. I was like, let me pick up the tips. Let me do this. Let me stage manage. But then as soon as I saw that, I was like, I want to try this. So I signed up for a local competition. I slapped a mustache on (laughs) and the rest is history. That was five years ago. I love, that's fun. Uh, It is fun because uh, I feel like a lot of people are truly only like no shade to drag race. I think drag race has brought drag to the mainstream to people who wouldn't normally be exposed to that. Um, But it does create a kind of a, like a, a binary. I don't know if I use that word there, but like, I feel like a lot of people think that's the only way to do drag, like expensive drag, mm-hmm. uh, always like very fishy drag, uh, you know, always padded drag. And it's like, no, there's all different types. Like you said, like burlesque, drag kings, club kids, mm-hmm. like Lee Bowery is one of my favorite. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you can call him a drag queen or king, but like performance artists, like it's just, you know, so much, so much weirder shit than you get to just see on TV. Yeah. 
I also think like drag kings get judged a little harsh because people have like what 13, 14 almost seasons of drag race. Drag queens have that as a reference. We like drag kings don't have that. So it's like, oh, I want to do drag, but like where like what what are you looking up to? Like for me, I was lucky that I was like obsessed with pop culture and music that I'm like my heroes are like George Michael, Prince, like David Bowie, my, my, like Michael Jackson. So I was like when I was creating my character, those were my influences that I applied. But young up and coming kids, I mean, unless they're being like indoctrinated from their parents about good pop culture taste, <laughs> you know, they don't have a reference for it. So I do love Drag Race. Don't get me wrong. Like, I've been a Drag Race fan since season one. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, have been watching since 2009. And I respect, drag like, the journey of Drag Race. And I also respect RuPaul. Like, kids are so, like, harsh these days. Mm-hmm. Like, RuPaul has, like, gone through it. Yeah. Like, this, like, RuPaul has set the stepping stones. And it's, like, I like to think about it, like, as, like, my grandpa a little bit, where I'm just, like, you know, he doesn't understand what it is, but he's just, like, moving forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, like, uh, RuPaul has put all of this energy forward to introduce drag to the mainstream. And I think changes are being made little by little. Like, there's a there's a trans, like, there's so many trans women on this season. Mm-hmm. The, uh, Got Mick was the first trans man. Like, the Drag Race UK has the first AFAB queen on the show. So... I don't like to erase that because those are definitely steps moving forward. I love that there's so many firsts happening on Drag Race. If they want to do a Drag King, I'll be <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> Tell them they can go watch my audition tape. <laughs> Put it out into the world. I would love to see it because I think a lot of people think there is like no artistry in being a Drag King, but like you contour your face. You put on facial hair and I mean, it's fine. Uh, every drag queens is like they're trying to make their face into a circle. I'm trying to make my circle into a square. <laughs> 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 and they, they think that I don't have to tuck like you don't have to tuck my fupa. <laughs> <laughs> you know how much uh, spanks I have on? <laughs> It's also hard because drag queens are so young now. Like everybody in the scene is like in their early 20s. Like I'm 33 and I'm just like trying to keep up with these young ass kids. My God, 33, you dinosaur. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm either 34, 35 or 36. Who's to say I refuse to learn. (laughs) I'm 25 with a couple years experience, baby. (laughs) I want to like, I would, you know do be a drag king or do you know masculine drag but i feel like i look too much like keenan thompson and it's like oh not not it <laughs> you know like, i'm not saying keenan thompson doesn't look good but i'm just like anytime i've looked at myself where i look like a little boy i'm like hmm yeah definitely seeing a lot of keenan i look just like my dad in drag too. oh yeah <laughs> yeah my mom's like oh my god you look like poppy like she always texts me all the time <laughs> I love it. So are you a full-time, you're a full-time king? Yeah, I do drag full-time. Oh, um, I love that. <laughs> I host the show every other Saturday here in Chicago. I mean, I just love doing drag. I've been, ever since I won the pageant, I've been super fortunate to have, like, um, bookings in other cities. And especially, like, because I won the pageant, like, right when, like, they were lifting a little bit of the bands for COVID. So, like, it was kind of like a... It was a cool way to get back into doing drag with this title. I'm like, yes, Steve, a drag queen of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so winning that pageant did change like a little bit of your like career a little bit? 
Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm so grateful for that pageant and for Alaska and Lola for, like, just creating a platform for all different types of drag. But it's definitely, I mean, since that happened, I was, like, I was in a New York Times article. Um, I was one of the first drag kings to perform at Lollapalooza this year. They had a drag set. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. So it's it's cool because there's a lot of firsts, but I think it's a kind of like a drag renaissance happening right now mm-hmm. where people are like, people are being introduced to different types of drag and it's a positive uh, experience. I always say if I'm someone's first uh, exposure to a drag king, I think of it as like a job interview. I'm like, I need like every, <laughs> every time he's a hit. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who's in the audience. (laughs) I don't know who's going to be like, I want that. (laughs) So I try to. (laughs) I love that. So walk me through your aesthetic. It's like pretty poppy, uh, colorful, uh, big shoulder pads. It's a yeah. Like, how did you arrive at that aesthetic? I mean, my okay. I, I mean, I feel like I beat it like uh too much but it's like my aesthetic is 80s and 90s Mm -hmm. (laughs) i love 80s and 90s very much like that like new jack swing aesthetic i'm trying to look like you know like the um the scenery and like um in living color Mm -hmm. in the background (laughs) like that's i mean that that. is a perfect (laughs) way to describe it scenery in a living color yeah you did it you're getting there yeah (laughs) i try i mean i just when I do drag, I just love to, I really play on nostalgia a lot. So like when I do drag, I'm like, I want some, when I perform, I want someone to be like, oh my God, last time I heard this song was at a house party. Like, this is so like fun. Like, I just want to make people have fun. And like, it's like very much like the fat man scoop. It's like, oh, oh, like I'm always trying to start the party. <laughs> but I love to be colorful. I need big shoulder pads because it needs to offset my hips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like just big costumes and color. And I like to be graphic, so. I'm trying to wear more wigs. <laughs> Why? Why wear more wigs? <laughs> because like there's only so much like I can do with like my natural hair. Fair. <laughs> fair, fair. I just fair. need some different silhouettes. I need some different silhouettes. I like <laughs> male wigs. I think they're very fun. Uh Mohart on uh, UK versus the World wore this like fade afro that was like pretty high and I was like obsessed. Mm. <laughs> This is fun. <laughs> I was obsessed with Mohar on that episode. Like that whole cameo reference. I was like, this is so good. <laughs> the whole leather outfit. I was like, that's my drag. Like, I want that outfit. <laughs> I Oh, God. It was so, it, it just looks so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get to that. But it's like, it's hard to get a, a wig that has like a, a short side mm-hmm. because of the lace. So I've been playing. I mean, I I have a couple wigs going on right now but i'm also like i feel like i look like a bobblehead with a wig on (laughs) i'm sure to get used to it (laughs) i'm sure you look fine um real quick we have to take a break this show is sponsored by better help you know there's always something that i really need to talk about and thank god i have a podcast but then there's stuff that i don't want to reveal publicly so i talk to a therapist and listen we all carry around different stressors big and small and when we keep them bottled up it can start to affect us negatively therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And oh, we're back. Okay, Tenderoni, let me ask you. Do you know what your love language is? Uh, no. <laughs> it's weird because I have a love language in and out of drag. Oh, interesting. <laughs> well, I'm going to walk through them. Okay, there's words of affirmation, which is like you you like to encourage, affirm, appreciate, and actively listen. Uh, there's physical touch, which is nonverbal use of body language to touch and show love. Receiving gifts. That's thoughtfulness uh, where you like, I don't know, give someone gifts or you receive gifts. Um, quality time, uninterrupted, focused conversations. One-on-one time is important. Boy, oh boy, would I love that. But I have ADHD, so like, oof. Same. You want it unfocused <laughs> and, uh, or focused and uninterrupted, my friend. That's asking a lot. Um, acts of service, letting them know that you are wanting uh, to help to lighten their mood. So what do you think... Your, I guess, can you pick one? I don't know the rules of it. I feel like mine are like mine is definitely acts of service. Mm-hmm. Like I like like you said, I also like I'm ADHD diva, so I cannot focus one on one time. Yeah, that shit's <laughs> fucking hard. And the 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 harsh reality is is that's what my girlfriend wants from me. Mm. <laughs> So I'm like, I'm trying. I am trying really hard. But <laughs> how about I just make you breakfast or how about I just clean the house? <laughs> you know? yeah. It's really hard for me to focus. It's so fucking hard. Like, and sometimes I'll be having a conversation with someone. And they're like, mm-hmm. I, you know, Nicole, I really need you to focus on this. And then I'm like, you focus on 
the thing that's happening outside. And I'm like, no, not that. This person. And it's so fucking annoying that my brain does that all the fucking time. Um, I think... I, she likes to fuck. So maybe physical touch. No, I'm kidding. But like, I do think physical. <laughs> I think I like physical touch. I like touching people that I like. Um, mm. And then I guess acts of service. Like, I don't mind doing something for someone if I like them. But if I don't like you, like, please don't ask me to do a thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm very much acts of service, but it's also like go- going back to the mind games things. I'm mm-hmm. always like, are they are they mad at me? <laughs> I don't know if they are, but I'm just gonna do this <laughs> just in case, just in case if they're mad at me or not. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I cleaned the whole house, I made, I did all my laundry. I did. All That's this. so funny. And then the person coming home is like, what is going on? Why do like, they uh, do the everything? <laughs> Are we exactly. in a fight? Sometimes it, <laughs> sometimes it backfires. <laughs> it's like an episode of Seinfeld. It's like, what? You can do a whole Seinfeld episode with something like that. <laughs> so, oh, shit. I had a question right in my brain, and then it just left. That's that beautiful ADHD for you, baby. Oh, yeah. Um, did you ever date on apps? No. I was God, fortunate enough to be lucky. In the- <laughs> I am so lucky that I met my girlfriend 12 years ago before all of that mm-hmm. happened <laughs> so i've been lucky that i got to dodge that bullet because i don't know how i would navigate dating on an app i do it and i can't really explain to you how i do it <laughs> other than like i go through waves of like all right nicole you put everything in it you're not working right now just like you date and then there's times where I'm like, I'm working, I can't do it, or I'm not working and I actually can't do it. It like is a it's a whole full time job where you just have to like talk to these fucking men and shit. Like, uh, let me see if I can find some. Uh, I should have queued them up, but I didn't. Uh, some of the interactions I've been having recently, they're all bad. I get. I get tons of screenshots from my girlfriend's sister because she's currently doing that and we're just clowning these guys. (laughs) It's like, what is that? Um, I will say, like, sometimes they're not bad, but I'm like, I hate this. Do you know what I mean? Where I'm like, this is not it. So this nice person, this is a nice message that I got. He said, what a pleasure. Hey there. I'm so excited to match with you. How is a divine goddess like yourself enjoying this fine saturday that's a really nice thing to say to somebody but i was like no <laughs> what the hell no Not divine goddess i was just like i don't you don't know me don't call me a goddess i could be one of the worst people you've ever met in your whole life and you thought i was a god no in what world is that a good opener i don't know okay so i'm not crazy i've been trying to like be nicer and be kinder which is like maybe killing me but like i've just been trying to not be as hard on people as i've been (sighs) okay here's another one hey beautiful you're thick and yummy, huh? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I mean, that goes to your touch love language. It does, but then I'm just like, this man might be a cannibal. Is he trying to actually eat me? Is he happy that a 
My fat is going to marble the meat and make me tastier <laughs> like a ribeye. Oh, my God. <laughs> but that honestly, I think if I was dating on an app, I would be me because my mind always goes to the worst scenario. I watch, I listen to too, too much true crime. <laughs> like I watch too many documentaries. I'm like, we're going to die. We're gonna I, get mean, I think it's so funny that men are like, why do women... Why are they always listening to true crime stuff? I'm like, yeah, it's so when you try to murder us, we know how to like maybe not get murdered. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this nice person, very kind again. He said, I was wondering if you're an artist because you're so good at drawing me in. Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, hell no. That sounds like the person that's like, you know, when you're in high school and the person that's like, where's my hug at? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's that energy. That's the energy. And you're like, no way. I left your hug fucking at home. Okay. Ugh. <laughs> Is it worse if you're like a public figure? Like, do people like. Yes. <laughs> I got a lot stacked against me. Uh, she's fat, which me personally, I don't mind. I like my body. I'm pretty body neutral. Some days it's great. Some days it's not great because I'm a human being. I think being body positive is literally insanity. <laughs> that every day, every fucking day I gotta love it. That's work. Okay? That's called gaslighting. Yeah, but you have to gaslight yourself happy. What are we all doing? Body positive is an insane thing. And people are always like, you're body positive. And I'm like, body fucking neutral. I just like it. And I'm not complaining about it. And I don't cry about it, you know. <laughs> but sometimes I will put on an outfit and be like, yikes, everything's bad, even your head. So, like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. I mean, honestly, there's another layer to that when you do drag, because I'll do drag and I'm like, ooh, yes. And then when I'm out of drag, I'm like, I look like a potato. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't do drag, drag, but like when I do perform, I'm giving you a show. So, like, there's a wig, there's a lashes, there's makeup, there's contouring, there's comfortable shoes because she's standing. But, you know, a cute little <laughs> outfit for, she, for you to look at. So, like, it is kind of like my drag. And mm -hmm. then when I wasn't performing during 2020, I was like, well, I guess I should put on makeup just to be in the house. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then 2021, it was like, not getting better? So then I just, like, <laughs> stopped kind of wearing makeup and got really comfortable with, like, my actual face. And I was like, oh, shit, that's interesting that, like, I was fine with my body. I'll wear, like, you know, a belly shirt or whatever. But I was, like, not okay with, like, my acne scars or, uh, you know, the way my skin is uneven or I have little dots mm -hmm. and stuff. But, like, I've really just, you know, started to embrace it. Like, now I can wholeheartedly say that, like, I am fully body neutral. I love it most days, I would say. 90% <laughs> of the time, she likes it. 10% of the time, she's like, huh, what if I lived in a cave? and uh, put a rock in front of it and never rose. Three days later, she don't come back. How about that? Uh, but That's real. That is real. <laughs> Sometimes you wake up. Okay, here's another thing about drag kings. It's like, have you ever tried to do drag on your period? <laughs> because that is not fun. It's not so fun at all. Uh, doing drag full time, there's one week a month where I'm like, I look horrible. Uh -huh. I look bloated. I look disgusting. Uh -huh. I'm like crying, putting my mustache on <laughs> in the mirror. Like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> Traveling with your fucking period sucks. Because then, like, you're like, oh, it's done. And then you're on the plane. Mm. You hit some fucking bumps in the sky. Whatever the fuck that means. You know how you're flying and they're like, oh, turbulence. You're like, turbulence? 
what are the bumps? Why are we moving like this? Exactly. Also, what, what if we on? all stop believing? <laughs> Will this plane crash? Oh ah! Maybe she's got anxiety now. But uh, fucking like landing, changing your fucking diva cup or your tampi, and you're just oh like, oh, my God. Oh, is it done yet? A little squirts out. It's awful. <laughs> it is the fucking worst. And then if you're like performing in a club and you're like, let me scope out the bathroom and it's like disgusting. Oh, oh, a gay club bathroom is maybe the last place I'd ever want to just be. Barracuda in New York City, one of my favorite fucking bars slash clubs or whatever, has one of the filthiest fucking bathrooms. And last time I was, they have two bathrooms. One where you have a little fun and toot toot. And then one that you get to like use. And then the one that you toot toot in was, uh, people are like, what's toot toot? Drugs. The one that you toot toot in uh, was broken. So the normal one that you use was also being used for tooting. And and I say tooting because I'm talking about cocaine. So then that one was being used for both. And then it was like, well, how do I pee? If you're having a party in here, how do I pee? How does this? And also it's like disgusting. You don't touch nothing. I do not envy you having to get dressed in like backstage rooms and these fucking not bathrooms fine. are nasty. I, I know when the, so I, I did a gig recently with a bat that I had my period and I was like, okay, scoping out the bathroom. Cause you know, I was like, after I do this performance, like I'm doing kick splits, like jumping around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, I know that there might be a, uh, you know, there might be an accident. So I'm like, where can I scope out where I can go after? I'm kind of, I'm like, I'm strapped up. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm as like uh, protected as I can be, but mistake, like, you know, accidents happen. And I go in the bathroom is a curtain, <laughs> a room with a curtain. No. <laughs> At this point, this is when I make the decision. I'm wearing, I'm wearing black drop crotch pants. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going straight to the hotel after the show. <laughs> Ooh, wait. So that, that's where my MC, MC Hammer pants come in. I'm like, you can you can pee on yourself, you can poop on yourself. No one will ever know if you wear those pants. People just be like, huh, ah, they're swinging a little harder than normal, but mm, whatever, exactly. I'm into it. Oh, to answer your question from before, uh, being someone who people know, it is a little harder, um, but also not really. I don't know. Sometimes I get messages where they're like, is it really you? And I'm like, well, if I was catfishing, I would go yes. And then since I am me, I'm going to say yes. So, like, really bad question. <laughs> Just you off never the know. Top. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I'll go on dates with people. And sometimes, like, up front, they'll be like, oh, I do know who you are. I've heard you on a couple podcasts. I'm a fan. Or, like, oh, my my roommate, who's a girl, knows who you are. And she was so excited I was going to go out with you. Or I'm like, oh, I'm a comic. And they're like, oh, I've never heard of you one time in my life. And I'm like, okay, thank you. Thank you so much. It's so, like, yeah. I don't want them to know who I am. But then I'm like, I kind of do. Well, it is like kind of a weird thing. But it's like, well, I mean, I've put out a, a enough stuff in the world. And um, um, you haven't seen any of it. Uh, I was talking to a man yesterday. And he was like, I think you're so funny. Like, you're really funny. I was like, oh, thank you. And he was like, and I really liked your special despite what everybody was saying. And I was like, oh my God. Why would you ever say that to another human being? And he's like, you know, what everyone was saying. And I was like, I understand that there was a whole wonderful conversation started by Fazy on Love about how I didn't deserve a special and other black women did. And I was like, you didn't have to tell me that just the words, Ugh. despite what everybody said. <laughs> what an asshole. 
I get you that know. too. People be like, oh my God, usually I hate drag kings, but you are great. And that's so <laughs> shitty. It's like you, when you give a backhanded compliment like that, you are, it's not even a compliment. You're like negating other people who do the same thing as me. And it's like, and for some reason you liked me, but like maybe it's just because you put your biases away for 30 fucking seconds and learned how to enjoy something. Exactly. Or like, oh my, or like, I'll be saying like bye to everyone at the end of the show. Like, it'll be like, you know, callbacks. And they're like, oh my God, you are my favorite in the show. Like, in front of everyone else, I'm like, okay, uh-huh. thanks. But like, don't, I'm like, don't, don't disrespect my coworkers. Do that. <laughs> That's like when uh, people will ask like certain queens for a photo. Or like, I've been in like, you know, um, talking to like a bunch of other comics and someone will pick one of us out to be like, can I have a picture with you? And it's like, okay. I get it. You don't want the picture with all of us, but like, just take one for the team and just get a picture with all of us. Like, don't make us feel like shit. People don't have common decency anymore. (laughs) They really don't. And it's like a thing about maybe it's like it's common decency. It's like common sense. It's it's a whole bunch of stuff. So wait, when you were in Boston, were you you weren't doing drag until you went to Chicago? Yeah, no, I never did drag in Boston. Oh, what part of Chicago? Like Boys Town? Is that where you perform mostly? Well, yeah, but it's not called Boys Town anymore. Now it's called North Halstead to be more inclusive. Wait, really? When did that happen? <laughs> it happened over the pandemic. We had a town hall where like a lot of changes happened where we had like problematic producers. There was just like a lot of white power in the scene and uh, the black queens <laughs> created change. And an, an issue that they had was that it was called Boys Town and it was very much catering towards men. Mm. So they... Um, I mean, the scene made a decision to change it to North Halstead. So now it's not Boys Town anymore. That's its dead name. Now it's wow. now it's uh, North Halstead. I didn't realize I dead named an area <laughs> of Chicago. How dare cancel? <laughs> <That's kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Nicole. Wait, it's North North Halstead. Yeah, because that's the name of the street that the strip where yeah. all the clubs are. That's so wild to me. <laughs> My whole family lives in Chicago, so like that. <laughs> this is shocking. I mean, it's a lot of positive change. I mean, when you think about it on paper, it's like a little bit like what, but then like it's a lot of positive change that's happening. You know, the drag scene here has it's kind of like having like a reboot and a renaissance, mm-hmm. and it's it's just a lot better now. It's just like more evenly um, distributed. The shows there's a lot more black producers, a lot more mm-hmm. black shows. It's like a lot of more a lot of different types of drag being showcased now. Yeah, that makes me excited. I think I talked to Lucy Stool about some of it. Yeah, Lucy is like she was one of the like people who spearheaded the movement, and she is just like a force in the scene. She's amazing. I just love that you know mm-hmm. kings and queens took it upon themselves to be like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Like, what? Is, <laughs> what? We got to make this a little bit more even. We got to have you know black and brown people you know producing because producers are the ones who book shit. If you're booking people who look like you, then, like, how are you getting an inclusive show? So, like, yeah, I just, I really like that, you know, the the Chicago Queens and Kings were like, this, we're doing it differently. Yeah, it was definitely, like, a, a, a big change, but it was a change that needed to happen. Real quick, we have to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just 
$98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. Fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up. And Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving. And I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. I just want to get back to dating. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you consider yourself like a flirt? I know you've been in a relationship for nine years, which is almost a decade. Uh, it's a very long time. 12. Fuck, 12 <laughs> years. Oh, wait, I thought you were dating for nine years, but no, known no, each other for 12. nine years older than me. Oh, <laughs> you can't be saying, you can't be telling me numbers. Too many, we, I went to art school. Don't be telling me numbers either. <laughs> 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 I went to trade school and art school. <laughs> Double homicide. Truly, we are two people here who have no sort of academia between us. Um, so, okay, you've been in a relationship for fucking 12 years. That is over a decade. A decade's 10 years? Yeah. Okay, so a, a dozen years. <laughs> I don't oh, know why I can't just say 12. There you go, a dozen. A dozen years you've been in a relationship. Um, how do you, like, keep it fresh? for? Because, like, when I get into a relationship, I'm looking, I'm trying to figure out how to, like, keep it fresh, even though I am not looking at the present moment because she's exhausted. But, like, <laughs> how do I keep it fresh after 12 years? 
you know, honestly, it's hard. <laughs> I would be honest. <laughs> you know, after 12 years, it's like we're like, and then especially with the pandemic, we're with each other 24 hours a day. We both work from home. Mm. We're always like, we're also both in the drag scene. So she also works in the drag scene. Mm-hmm. And so, you is know, she a, there are is times, she a king too? No, she's a, she actually works for Naomi Smalls. She's Naomi Smalls' assistant. <laughs> Oh, then I've communicated with her. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think. Oh, you how have. funny! But I mean, she does a lot of things behind the scenes. She does all my rhinestoning for my costumes. She does like, she's like, she's the backbone of of this, uh, of this situation operation. going okay. on. Exactly. Um, but um, so she's like, you know what? She she's she's the HBIC in this house. So. Um, it is hard because, like, we've been together for so long to, like, keep it fresh. We, like, we always try to, like, you know, when we go out, we're, we try to dress up. We're like, let's mm-hmm. do something fun tonight, you know? We're like, let's go dress up. Like, you know, like, back in the day when we were, like, trying to impress each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll always try to look our best, you know? We, I don't, I don't know. It's like, we're definitely going back and forth. We tref- definitely have, like, tried to introduce some new things, too, where we're just like, let's not be an asshole to each other or <laughs> let's <laughs> let's go out for a nice dinner. Or, you know what? Honestly, sometimes we're like, let's go somewhere that's not gay because we're oh. always we're always somewhere that's gay all the time. <laughs> and it, it's tiring after a while. It's like seeing the same <laughs> gay guys over and over. It's like, okay, hi, Diva. Hi, Diva. You know, we're like, let's go out to a straight place where we're like <laughs> surrounded by different people. <laughs> it's like taking yourself out of the area where you're always at and going some doing something different. That's really <laughs> funny because I feel like some straight couples are like, oh my God, like, what if we went or like, you know, like girlfriends are like, what if we like go to a gay bar? Like how crazy would that be? Oh my God, all these gay people. And you guys are like, what if we hung out with straight people? Like what are they talk about? Boats and LL Bean? Like, <laughs> that's funny but to we, me. But what's funny though is that we are very like detached when we're out. So we are, we're not one of those couples who's like up each other's ass. So like mm-hmm. if I'm out, like she can go function and I can go function. We don't have to be like, where are you? Like, what are you doing? Like, you mm-hmm. know, there's some cu- couples who are attached to the hip. Yes. Like we're our own people. <laughs> so, I mean, to answer your question, I am a flirt. I have lots of boyfriends when I'm in drag. <laughs> oh. I, I love flirting. I mean, it's like, it's never... I mean, we're, I'm in a monogamous, serious relationship. There's mm-hmm. people who have open relationships. Ours is not open. Let's face it, we're two Latin women. We can never have an open relationship. <laughs> <laughs> we are very jealous. But, you know, um, we are, well, both of us are flirty. We just like, and it's funny because it's with men. <laughs> mm-hmm. Men that you are not interested in. So I'm like, just like, ooh, I can appreciate a good looking man. <laughs> I am not a flirt. I'm like, I can't explain to you what goes through my mind when I think someone's flirting with me. I'm like, what's happening? And then I, oh when I start flirting, I'm like, I, it's just too aggressive. It's like, you want to fuck? And it's like, what? Girl, what are you doing? Stop it. Stop it. And the older I get, the less cute do you want to fuck is. So like, how how should I go about flirting? I don't know. I mean, I have no game. So <laughs> my you girlfriend just is said came you were a good me. flirt. <laughs> you know, I'm a good flirt in drag. So when I'm oh. not in drag, I'm a doofus. So it's very much a, a what I suggest. I think use your humor. I think that so having a sense of humor is very attractive, and I think a lot of people think that too. Women, <laughs> maybe not just say Let's women fuck. think that. 
Mango. Oh, this is a competition of the funnies. Oh my and god! And I'm gonna win. I'm funnier than you. Ha! Ah. And I'm like, I never oh, thought of no. that dynamic. <laughs> yeah, it's really Opening fun. Opening new doors. <laughs> oh my god! It's really fun. Dating men is fun. I mean, truly, mm-hmm. I'm out there for whoever I, you know fine to be attractive to me and whoever I fall in love with I'm like I truly don't care man woman whatever uh, I just lean towards men a lot uh, and boy oh boy are they how you say a difficult they are so <laughs> fucking difficult to deal with <sighs> you know what I get hit on a lot by straight men in drag so maybe you should just put a mustache <laughs> and try <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you get hit on a lot by straight men when you're in drag. Oh my god, yes. I feel like they like if they think of it like forbidden fruit or something because <laughs> they're always like, I mean, I when I'm in drag, I'm doing boy drag, but like I'm not going for like male impersonation. Like I'm not trying to like, oh my god, that's a man. Like I'm I'm a character. Mm-hmm. So like people know that I'm not like <laughs> a dude. They know I'm a, a girl dressing mm-hmm. up. <laughs> so I get hit on all the time by straight dudes. And I'm just like, what? Interesting. <laughs> Try drag. You know, I kind of like that. I'll, I would love to put you in drag king drag. <laughs> I just sneezed. I got so excited. Bless you. I, w- I would love to be put in drag king drag. I think it would be very fun. I mean, I do think I would look a little bit like Keena Thompson. Again, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> But like, nah, we gotta swag you out. We gotta swag you out. Keenan don't have that much swag. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I've never, because when I fly, I usually don't have a wig on, so I got my little fro. I don't wear makeup, and I wear like a like a sports bra, and I ain't got no titties. They are fucking a cups, baby. So I get called Sarah a lot on planes. <laughs> So when I travel, I feel like I'm like, yes, she's the oh, least yes. glamorous drag king on Delta Diva. Uh, but I would, I think it would be really fun to like do like a glammy man look. Definitely. I think. A little rhinestone mustache. Hell yeah. A little mustache. I mean, we could do a little beard. Like, you know. Oh my wait. God, me with a beard. I can't even handle it. <laughs> That's so I used to only cute. do goatees, but then I started doing beards because I'm like, beard is giving like grown ass man. I love it. <laughs> and it is growing up, baby. And it connects. What a drag. And it connects. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and this bitch connects. Okay. Oh my God. Guys will try to drag me on Twitter all the time. Straight men are like, what is that? And I'm like, don't be mad because your beard can't connect. <laughs> <in my dust." laughs> oh God, that's funny. Um, wait, why did you move to Chicago? Did you move for you were just like done with Boston or did you move for No, I was I was a retail diva in Boston and I was I used to work in a shoe store as like a stock manager, you know, very lesbian back of the house stock room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um the my shoe store relocated me to the Chicago location because they're like, Can you fix the stock room there? So they relocated me to Chicago. My girlfriend came with me and then the rest is history. That's nice. <laughs> I used to be a retail diva, as you say. Uh, I worked at, I really wanted to work at Old Navy. (laughs) In hindsight, it's like, wow, okay. But uh, I mean, nothing wrong with Old Navy. But like, I don't know. I like really wanted to work there. That was probably like the worst place to work. Honestly, clothing is annoying because you have to fold. I used to work in shoes. Mm -hmm. So I love working in shoes because it's like, 
you know, just boxes. It's and easy. easy. You give them a box, you <laughs> take the box away. With clothing, they're like, this was small. They made it small. And you're like, no, bitch, you got bigger, which there's nothing wrong with it. We just need to be accepting the sizes that we are. Um, also, you know, vanity sizing is a terrible thing and it's confusing. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. But with shoes, people try to return it after they wore outside. I'm like, no, you wore this outside. <laughs> People would try to return all sorts of. They would be like, "This smells like you just took it off, ma'am." Um, I looked at Lane that Bryant. Could be a podcast. <laughs> oh, Lane Bryant, Eva. Yeah, Lane Bryant. Um, not fun. Uh, yeah, I like. I liked all the people I worked with, but. The customers were really awful, and then I hated my manager. She looked like Shrek, and I say that in the kindest way possible <laughs> because she looked like Shrek, and it was delight. Like I loved staring at her because I was like, "How?" I was like, "Did DreamWorks like find you and animate Shrek like in your image?" Uh, but she was mean to me. She'd always be like, "Nicole, um, you know that's off season. You can't be wearing that." Or she'd be like, "Nicole, that's too tight." And I was like, too tight. (laughs) This is a fucking plus size store. This is a store for fat women. Like, too tight. If anything, I should be empowering women to wear more like spandex and things that show off their bodies if they want to. Um, Yeah, it was wild growing up because like Lane Bryant was one of the only plus size stores and it was very much like workwear. And it's like, all right, let me get my business suit for sixth grade. Okay, yum, yum, yum. I totally that's like the suits that I would wear for my like semi form. I was like, I'm not wearing a dress. <laughs> I'm wearing a suit and it was like a Lane Bryant women's cut. <laughs> I love that you wear suits to school and stuff. I feel like you are pretty unapologetically yourself. And what an awful question, because I do not like when I get it, when people are like, how do you have confidence? And I'm like, oh, my God, because I like myself. But like. From a young age, you seem to have been like, oh, I do what I do. Who fucking cares? Have you, have you always been like that? Or is that something you had to like find, discover, search for? <laughs> honestly, I've I've always been like that. But it's honestly like I a lot of it is the support of my family. I just grew up around people who were always just like encouraging me to do what I wanted and never judging me. Mm-hmm. So that is what helped me with my confidence a bit. And then like being an adult and like going through the whole coming out process and like all of that stuff. I feel like, um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like this is my default kind of to be confident, but then like, don't tell my therapist that cause he's going to be like, mm. you're a liar. <laughs> uh, you're lying. I don't know a confident person. Uh, are they coming next session? He's like, okay. Uh, uh, you thought he's like, I heard your podcast. <laughs> no honestly it's something that i work on um especially doing drag because sometimes you fall into a place where you're like i only like myself in drag and um i had to work on myself you Mm -hmm. know very (laughs) i have to like me out of drag too um and i'm still working on that um but it's a work in progress it's a work in progress it is (laughs) interesting though because drag and any really sort of performance where you like are yourself but also bringing elements of like fantasy and like what you wish you could you know be all the time it's interesting because I feel like sometimes it like fucks with you where you're like oh this persona I have created is better than who I actually am and then you like you forget oh who I actually am created the persona. So if anything, I'm better than the persona because I'm me and I'm more, I'm more than the persona because I'm also me. 
Um, mm-hmm. So like that to me is like really interesting. Yeah, it's very complex. And then it also like goes into like gender and like all that mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm just like, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to live. I'm, I'm just trying to be a diva in my day to day life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that is an interesting aspect of drag because a lot of it is gender exploration. You know, um, <laughs> mixing it up fucking with like uh, gender norms and whatnot and then some of mm. it is just like oh I just want to have a nice time <laughs> exactly everyone's like what are you pronouns I'm like yeah I'm like I, I'm i just a girl sorry <laughs> like out <laughs> 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 of drag I'm she <laughs> in drag I'm he <laughs> yeah. but you know what I I am not that um, serious about it if someone misgenders me by mistake I'm just like as long as it's coming from a point of respect mm-hmm. I'm like it's cool I feel the same way. I um, I feel so, I, I feel like I'm like, I don't know, like an asshole because I'm like, I don't care what you call me, but I know it's so important to some people. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where I feel like mm-hmm. such an, like an asshole for being like, I don't care, he, she, they, whatever. Uh, and then like, it does matter to some people. So then I'm like, should it matter to me? I don't know. It's, uh, we're living in a time where we're all trying to just be sensitive and, you know, fuck it, I'll fuck it up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And I'm it's like, hard. Uh, okay. It's hard to be sensitive when you're so horny. Me, I'm, I'm, I'm always horny. I really am. It's uh, sometimes I think it's a problem. Other times I'm like, I guess that's who I am forever. We need to get you to Chicago because Chicago is a horny, horny city, and you will definitely get late here. Thank you. Uh, welcome to Chicago. Um, what? Okay. What advice do you have for me in terms of? going out into the world and uh, hitting on people and you said you're not great at flirting, but like, I don't know, like what, what kind of things should I be saying to hit on people? I don't know. I don't know necessarily if you want to go in with hitting on people. <laughs> Maybe just like okay. start a conversation and let it evolve ah. into that. You know what? You know what I start with? I'm like, what do you like to watch on TV? <laughs> because okay. I love to talk to people about TV or like pop culture. And then once you kind of find like a common ground, then when so you can be like, you know, flirted up a little bit, being like, oh my God, I love this character that like they remind me of you or like, you know, like <laughs> I always have a crutch. That's like my uh security blanket is like something that is um you know you can both have a common ground on where mm-hmm. you're like i'm just talking to somebody who they know what's up you're not just like coming from nothing you know okay so what's your uh what's your favorite tv show yeah i'm asking you <laughs> oh my favorite tv show is law and I'm order practicing. SVU. <laughs> your favorite tv show is law and order svu yikes okay Ooh, what is it about it? Is it all the crimes against women uh, that you like? Oh my God, canceled, canceled. <laughs> no, it's my queen, Olivia Benson. Yes, Mariska Hargitay. Ooh, my woman. And then Stabler. Oh, baby. He he's is so, so fucking fine. Ooh, he's got that butt. Have you seen him in the new? No, he left and he came back, right? Yeah, and now he's so hot in the new one. It's called Organized Crime. He has his own show now. <laughs> he has his <laughs> own called- show? He left uh, Olivia Benson alone? It's very complicated, the storyline. <laughs> he came back and then, like, I mean, I don't want to spoil it for you, but, like, he came back and, like, Okay, something if you don't want happened. spoilers, don't listen. Uh, skip ahead, like, <laughs> 10 seconds. Okay, spoil it for me. I'll never watch it. He comes back and his wife gets killed in a car bomb. No, a so car then, bomb. 
So then he can finally confess his love to Olivia that like oh my they were god in love the they killed a woman so he could be free of her chains so he could pr- profess his love for Olivia Benson okay so do they get together no the spinoff is just him trying to find the killer but then also trying to tell her that he loves her so it's like they're really dragging so it. she's on the spinoff yeah they do they do crossover episodes all the time oh <laughs> I mean. I love how deep in the fucking SVU Law and Order universe you are. How funny. You know, <laughs> anytime you go to like a hotel, I'm like, go to USA. On this, it's going to be SVU, mm-hmm. like a marathon. Anytime I travel, I'm like, find USA. I'm going to watch SVU while I'm painting, while I'm getting ready. <laughs> I mean, I love it. Well, Tenderoni, we've come to the end of this episode. Is there anything that you want to promote? Yes, you can follow me on Instagram, Tenderoni88. That is the year I was born, but also the minimum rhinestones I have on me at all times. Wait, really? (laughs) No. I mean, it is the year I was born, and I always wear a lot of rhinestones, but that's just my tagline. (laughs) (laughs) I just like, like, you know, one, two, okay, all the way up to like 87, 88. Now I can go on stage. Exactly. No, uh, yeah, you can follow me at Tenderoni88, and then you can also catch me in Chicago. I co-host the Saturday Night Drag Show every other Saturday at Berlin and it's just a variety drag show. Um, It's a fun time. We gotta get you. I'm gonna book you to co-host it with me. Yes, I would love to come to (laughs) Chicago. I owe a visit to my family. (laughs) We would love to have you. We'll bring you out. Have a good time. We'll get you laid. We'll get you a man. (laughs) Honestly, that's a lot of promises and the people will follow up because they're always, uh, I think Miss Pat, she was gonna set me up. Uh, Spoiler guys, never happened. Uh, Bob and I were supposed to go on a date. We did go to brunch a couple weeks ago, but it was not a date. There was other people there. Uh, who else was I supposed to go out with? I cannot remember. But if you have a question, you're like, did she do it? She did not. It's dry <laughs> as a bone here. Ooh. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here. If you like this episode of, Oh, I won't you date me. You can like it. You can rate it. You can subscribe on Apple podcasts or like Spotify. Don't really know. And if you email, why won't you date me podcast at gmail.com. You can give me some comments, crazy dating stories. I haven't read any in a while. Uh, Advice for me. I haven't read that in a while, Uh, but I will always read a dirty message slash review of the show. Okay, Nicole, I want to give you roadhead until your eyes cross and we veer off the road moments before a crash. As you're screaming and coming, you engage, then snap off the emergency brake. I snap it off. The car comes safely to a stop. You faint and drop the emergency brake, which I grab and run away with as my sexy souvenir. You wake up and say with a mixture of shock and confusion, bring back my break. <laughs> That's oh very God. funny. That's a nod uh, to when I co-hosted drag her with my friend, Mono Agapian. And I always say, bring back my break, even though that didn't make any sense after we went on a break. Um, thank you so much. That was really wonderful. Tenderoni, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I had a blast. Yay. So yeah, make sure you follow Tenderoni. I think she's so talented. 
uh, also like so conceptual and like visually fun. And there's videos and shit on your Instagram, right? Yeah. 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 Not that copyright didn't take down. <laughs> <laughs> well, watch that shit before it gets taken down because I think you're so much fun. Thank you so much, Nicole. You're welcome. Bye bye. <laughs>why won't you date me is produced and engineered by oh the sweetest woman i know marissa melnick it is executive produced by other wonderful people adam Sachs, joanna solo taroff and jeff ross thanks for listening i love you thank you so much we'll be seeing you next friday with a brand new episode what a treat what a dream <laughs>